Blog Talk Radio. Interviewing your favorite musicians, comedians, and other creative souls. This is the Carrie Edelman Show. Hey, everyone, and welcome to the Carrie Edelman Show. We have an amazing hard rock metal band titled Losing September joining us tonight. So it's going to be a great interview with these guys. We're going to be promoting their new album, Project Mayhem, which is out now. So if you're tuning in, please create a Blog Talk Radio account by going to blogtalkradio.com, and you can join us in the chat room, as well as you can call in tonight if you'd like at 805-243-1320. Again, I'm going to be predominantly focused on the interview, so if you post questions in the chat room, I will try to go back and forth, but as I mentioned, I have the information up in the chat room if you would like to call in and ask any of the band members questions tonight. So a little bit about my show, and please excuse my voice. I started to come down with something today, but I did not want to have to cancel the show because just like these guys are extremely perseverant and dedicated, that's how I am with my show. So again, excuse me if my voice starts to crack at any point. So a little bit about my show. I created it. I can't believe it's been two years ago. Um, with the concept in mind that I really wanted to make a forum where I could bring people on in the entertainment industry to help support and promote them. I personally know how difficult it is. I've done everything on my own. Um, I have my doctorate degree in clinical psychology, so one of the things I really enjoy doing is, you know, taking my interview skills and uh, using them to really bring an interesting um, interview to the forum because a lot of people just ask basic questions out there, but this is going to be a really cool interview where you're really going to learn about the band. It's not just going to be what are your influences and basic stuff like that. We're really going to get into who these people are as persons. And also my other background is involved in entertainment. I do some writing for some magazines. I have an album out as a solo artist, and then I decided to keep take my two passions, which was my interviewing and my entertainment background, and create this forum. So tonight you're going to get a really good taste of what these people's lives are like, what it's like to be in their profession. I do kindly request um, that people, if you want to share any embarrassing, humiliating stories, I'm a huge fan of comedy, please be sure uh, to go ahead and share it. Just keep any identifying information anonymous because we don't want to personally embarrass or humiliate anyone. And although I mentioned that I am a psychologist, my show is purely meant for entertainment purposes. Um, I do not do any type of formal therapy, so I'd just like to put that disclaimer out there, even though we do joke around about how uh, difficult, challenging, and at times crazy the entertainment industry can be. So let me tell you guys about Losing September, and then I'm going to bring them on. So Losing September is a hard rock metal band. These guys have really demonstrated in a short period of time how dedication, motivation, and perseverance can pay off. Completed several national tours, and they recently released their sophomore album, which is titled Project Mayhem. We're going to play a couple of singles off of that tonight. And the album, I'm telling everyone, it is phenomenal. This guy's voice, Bruce, I mean, from his screaming to his melodic, beautiful singing, I mean, the, the songwriting that these guys do, it's really great stuff. So you really have to check it out. Um, personally, I mean, I can definitely hear a little bit of a five-finger death punch at Breaking Benjamin, some of my favorite bands. So if you like those types of bands, definitely check these guys out. But again, the music is definitely original and uh, unique to them. They're not trying to copy off of anyone else. The band also has a documentary, which I definitely want to ask them about tonight, where they capture their um, tours on the road with handheld cameras titled Pirates of the Road. And we're also going to learn about uh, some of the other 
upcoming things that they have tonight, tours, how the band came together, as I said, and check out their new music. So check them out. Go to LosingSeptember.com, and as I mentioned, pick up a copy of their new album titled Project Mayhem. So let's bring them on the air. Hey, how are you? Hey, real good. How you doing? Good, good. Is this Bruce? Uh, this is Nick, the, the lead guitarist, the Nethead. Hey, how are you doing, Nick? Welcome to the show. Real, real good, real good. How cool. you doing? Good. Is Bruce right, doing here, you here's Bruce, here's, you? Uh, right here is actually Bruce. Here he is right now. You just joined us. Howdy. How okay, are you cool. doing, lovely lady? <laughs> how are you doing, Bruce and Nick? Welcome to the show, guys. Awesome music you guys have out, and I'm really looking forward to a great interview and uh, promoting the band tonight. Well, thank you. We're happy to be here. Cool. Very cool. So I always like to start out a little bit, and since we have two members, we can go back and forth. Um, tell me a little bit about, I guess, why don't you start out, Bruce, since reading about the bio and how the band started to form was with you um, when you started out as an acoustic project. So before we get into the actual music, tell me a little bit just about yourself growing up. What were you like as a kid? How did you start to become interested in music? And then, Nick, I'll ask you a similar type of question so you can be thinking about what you want to say. Um, well, I would say uh, my mom really got me started in the music. Uh, she forced me to play the trumpet ever since I was in third grade, so that was okay. mandated on me, which uh, I always just, you know, revolted against and didn't want to play the trumpet. Uh, I wanted to be a drummer, but she refused because uh, it cost more to buy a drum set than it is. My grandpa had a trumpet, and that's what <laughs> I got. That's the instrument we got, so that's what you're going to use if you want to be a musician. So I learned a lot from that. Uh, that really taught me a lot of, you know, just getting involved in music from the get-go. And I played it all trumpet. She made me stick to it because she, she, she wouldn't let me quit on just about anything. Uh, so she made, I played trumpet all the way through high school until I went into college. And then I studied uh, vocal performance and uh, went into music education from there and out and graduated with a degree in it from Ball State University. So it's up, it was it was up to her. If it wasn't for her to get me involved, uh, it'd be hard to have gotten where I am. Okay. So just just to digress a little bit back. So you started playing the trumpet, and originally you had went to a different school, correct? Before you transferred over to Ball State, where you were studying political science. Tell us a yeah, little bit about. Purdue. Yeah. What what um what were you originally going to major in with the political science, and then what did you decide to? You know, what, what was the situation in terms of you deciding to move on and decide to just go the music route? Uh, well, a lot of, uh, you know, by the more I learned about uh, the political injustice of the world, and the, I originally planned on being like a history teacher, uh, possibly. I didn't really know what I wanted to do. I wanted to do music, but my dad told me just please don't follow music because both my sisters had pursued music, and uh, he just said, at IU Indiana University, he just said, "Please don't pursue music." So that was like what I was like. All right, well, I'm going to do something else. So I picked political science, and from there, the more and more I learned about how uh, the true relevance of the world and uh, how the way it really is, uh, the more and more I got disgusted, the more and more I got depressed, and pretty much decided to make some bad decisions that uh, put my life in jeopardy uh, just by my own decree because I was stupid, young, dumb full of cum, I guess, you know. But uh, other than that, uh, from that, I lear- had a learning experience because I realized that I wanted to live because it's only after you lost everything that you're free to do anything. And uh, mm-hmm. from that moment on, I, 
uh, started writing in a different manner, and uh, that was kind of the beginning of Losing September. Cool. All right, so let's go over to Nick. Tell us a little bit about yourself growing up and what were you like as a kid? How did you get involved in music? Do what? What's that? Sorry, what did you say? Oh, I said, um, tell me a little bit about yourself growing up. You know, what were you like as a kid? How did you start to get inspired by getting involved in music? Just give us some interesting, you know, background information on yourself. Right. Um, I actually didn't get into music until I think it was about junior high, early high school. Um, my oldest brother actually got a my dad's guitar that he played in high school for Christmas one time, that little 15 while practice amp, and uh, um, he ended up not really playing too much, and so I was sitting there, so for whatever reason, I was, you know, messing around on it, and at the time, Metallica's Black Album just came out, and my I was real inspired by that. My older brother, you know, had that stuff cranked, and uh, so I was able to expose by that and what have you, but uh, then my, my cousin at the time was playing guitar also, and he showed me how to read tablature, and so I and then he said, hey, you know, play this, whatever like that. And so I'd go through and just learn some songs and then just, for whatever reason, just enjoyed it, picked it up. And then, you know, give and take with it. Then about, about uh, junior of high school, I really got, like, serious with it into where I then dedicated to the guy, this is what I want to do, start growing my hair out. And the guy, you know, this is, you know, that's what the guy, this, I like, may know plan B. I just knew this was plan A that I'm going to, you know, hopefully take over the world one day or save the world rather and, uh, you know, do this for the rest of my life. Nice, nice. And what specifically inspired you to be involved in, you know, the really hard rock, metal type of music? You know, is there something that, you know, pulled you in that direction? Mm-hmm. Um, it was initially just the good music of Metallica, but then it was actually then my older brothers and, and probably most particularly my, uh, my cousin, uh, Daniel, he ended up uh, really being a big music influence on me and, and one of my old original bands, he had a drum kit, and we ended up, you know, starting music that way. And uh, But as their love music, and, their, and me and him would always go to school, and he'd be blaring his death metal music and everywhere and whatever like that. So I was able to get a whole spectrum of, of musical influences. It was, it was a lot of fun. Nice, nice. And is um, Bruce there too with you? Um, you guys, yeah, are, he's, you, are you just, like, pushing the phone back and forth? Is that what you're doing? <laughs> yeah. You can yeah, try to, you know what, if you have a speaker, yeah. try to put it on, see what happens. If we get feedback, then we'll just, you know, go back and forth. Right. So let's try to do that. All right, we'll try right now. This might be good, actually. Yeah. Here's Bruce. Howdy. Okay. Hey, Bruce. So um, Nick was telling me a little bit about how he, you know, really got influenced by the, the metal and the kind of hard rock scene. What specifically drove you in that direction? I mean, as I, and we'll talk a little later on about just, you know, your amazing scream and the vocals that you do. So how did you get inspired by kind of that metal hard rock? Um, really, uh, like when I was in high school, the band that I was in was very different than Losing September. Uh, so it had quite a bit more of, uh, you know, I don't know, it had a little more pop to it or something like that, you know. But uh, mm-hmm. after uh, the after I transferred from Purdue to Ball State, uh, my writing style changed a lot after I went through uh, some stupid decisions. You learn from your mistakes and you try to grow from them, you know. So uh, mm-hmm. from there, like, my entire writing style changed. And uh, I definitely started writing in, like, the minor key I really embraced and grabbed hold of. And, uh, you know, all the bands that inspired me as a 
as a child, you know, like Black Sabbath, Pearl Jam, you know, like mm-hmm. I really cultivated towards them, Pantera, you know. Uh, I really started embracing that style of writing a lot more than like the Blink-182 or whatever the hell else you want to call that, the pop, <laughs> rock, pop, punk right. era of the 90s. Uh, I wanted to, you know, branch out and do something different. And uh, from there, it really grabbed hold of me more and just... From there, it's like I transferred to Ball State because I was unhappy uh, at Purdue, and uh, I studied music. That's how I met Nick. He was uh, he was in the MET program, which is music engineering technology, which goes into sound engineering and production, uh, recording uh, for for albums and vice versa. Anything you want to do, Ball State's got a really fine uh, music engineering department. Nice. So, that's how we kind of met. He he was a classical guitar player, and I was. The, if you're a voice major, the only option is opera. You know, they don't really give you any other option. It's your voice. You gotta learn opera. So that's the only right. option I had. But he was one of the few metalheads in the uh, music department with us, with me. So from there, we kind of grabbed hold of each other, and uh, it's history from there. Cool. And that was back in around 2003. Was that when you guys met each other, and this started to? Come together, losing September. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Very cool. So then, you guys graduate, and is it just the two of you at that time, or were you starting to already pull in the other members? Oh, at that time, uh, we were. You know, we've cultivated through uh, several different lineups. You know, of rhythm mm-hmm. sections that we we rolled with. Um, but, you know, a lot of times it comes down to, you know, who can tour, who can stay on the road continuously, because right. that is our motto. You know, we, we, we tour relentlessly. That is, uh, that's the only way we will survive. We've got to keep constant mo- momentum even when it's difficult, you know. So we will persevere <laughs> one way or another. We'll find a way. So whether it's me playing cool. guitar, whether we've got a uh, fill-in drummer or uh, we've got a guitar player playing drums for us, who knows, you know, like, we still the show must go down. Freddie Mercury's quote right there. Right, you know, right. We're big Queen fans. Queen is actually mine and Nick's one of our biggest uh, bands that we have a you know a great respect for. Yeah. So. Uh, so we're big Freddie said? Mercury fans. Oh, Queen. What's okay, that? I couldn't. No, you said Queen. I couldn't hear what you said at first, but okay, very cool. Yeah, good old Queen. I was going to say, what were some of the, um, when you talked about the lineup changes, and I know personally going through that, when I was doing more of the live stuff, now I'm just like out of that scene, I just because of my career and everything else, but what were some of the things that you found that were difficult that maybe you can share with, you know, other musicians that might be listening in in terms of what to look for in members, or does it just unfortunately take time where you kind of learn what people are capable of or what they really want to do with music? Well, there has to be a common goal. So everyone has to believe in the dream. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have to believe in where you're going to go, and, and everyone has to believe in the plan because uh, you have to have some form of business plan. Even though rock and roll sounds fun, and and right. you know, in the past you've had to re- you you've had those big major record labels dealing with management and everything else around you, but now everything has been broke down into minuscule pieces because all the industry reps are now spread out, or they fired half their staff because they can't control the budget. So uh, now you've got to do a lot. If you're going to go anywhere, you've got to do it on your own. So you have to make those decisions. You have to be the manager in a way or come up with a plan, you know, of of your own where you can 
communicate with your manager on how you're going to figure out what direction you're going to go in the next six months, you know. So, uh, But it's important to constantly be focused on the future and constantly be in, in you know, booking shows and staying in motion. For us, at least. What, what about- <laughs> it's probably different with every other band. Sorry. Definitely. No, definitely. What about you, Nick? Any other words of uh, wisdom or advice that you want to share or kind of in the same boat as uh, Bruce? Uh, pretty much the same boat, yeah. It's just really having a passion for Because with musicians, there's different parts of musicians. Because some musicians, because touring really isn't for everybody. A lot of, mm-hmm. a lot of musicians you know, have a fantasy uh-huh. being a rock star, you know, living a life on the road, touring, seeing every city. But, uh, you know, especially at the level we're at or anything like that, you see, you're, in New York City, it's, it's, it's hard, it's grueling, and you're paying your dues and, and uh, whatever like that. It's not no glitz and glamour by no means. And uh, it's really finding out if, if you're wanting to be in a tour band, you know, really dedicate toward that. But then uh, whether there's different tour musicians and whatnot like that. But for us, it's been a prereq of, hey, you know, can you tour or not? And uh, it don't matter really much else than that. And, or outside, you got the talent, whatever like that, to do it. But I mean, it's the, being able to tour and being reliable and being there on time and so take off and whatever like that. And it's hard to find, and especially five guys getting together. I mean, the hardest part about being right. a band is, is even though you can be the greatest guitar player, you know, it, it don't matter. You have to be have the other guys running. You have to have a good drummer, good singer, and stuff like that. And vice versa. And it's, it's really teamwork and everything like that. And it's it's the camaraderie and brotherhood that that is hard to find, but it's really enjoyable and rewarding. Definitely. I think like you're saying, it's not just, right, it's, it's not just the skill set and the talent. It's, right, the dedication, the motivation, and finding, unfortunately, five personalities that are able to click together, which is probably sometimes the most difficult thing. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, I can definitely hear what you're oh, saying. Oh, yeah, yeah, because we're, yeah, we're pirates of the road. I mean, it's like when people travel from, like, Europe to America, back then, it's like a three-month journey, and when we're on the road, I'm most about five weeks at a time or whatever like that, and it's just grueling to that. And so it's, we live very, you know, we can go five, seven days without a shower, you know, not always. But I mean, we can, but we can right. live with it. But you know, three days, whatever like that, you know, you don't always use the best of times. But, I mean, it's it's part of the road and being able to live that lifestyle. Keeping perfect yeah. harmony with each member is uh, very difficult to do sometimes, you know, so you have to find the right uh, team that can work together to make a polished product. You know, so, like, the key is keeping perfect harmony, making people happy, you know, so having to give a little bit of your own will so that they, mm-hmm. others can be happy is very important, you know, to survive as a small-knit group crammed in a vehicle together for several weeks at a time. Definitely, definitely. <laughs> so let's do this. Let's take a break because I want to really get into talking a lot about the album so let's check out this song, Complicated, which has an awesome video on your website. So tell us a little bit about this track and uh, some of the meaning behind it, and then we're going to check it out. And then when we come back, we'll uh, talk more about uh, the recording of the album and all that stuff, upcoming tours, etc. Cool. cool. Sounds like a plan. All right. So tell us a Did little bit about, about Complicated. complicated? Yeah. Okay. Uh, complicated is actually, um, that song is all about how, you know, Nelson Mandela just passed away a few days ago. Uh, you know, he talked about one of his quotes or is that if, you know, don't ask me about my success and what I've done, ask me how I pick myself up after I've fallen. And that's what that song's all about is after you go through some hardships and temporary defeats, it's about picking yourself up and dusting yourself off 
and becoming stronger from that defeat because of it, learning how to be a loser. Like we, we brand our fans kind of like Slipknot and brands their fans maggots and ICP brands their fans juggalos. Uh, we like to call, we ourselves are losers. So our loser army of fans is, uh, you know, we're proud to stand to be a loser, loser, you know? So we believe that you must lose to learn how to win. Uh, Michael Jordan, if he would have never made his high school, if he would have made his high school basketball team, uh, he would never be the player that he is today. But because he lost, or lost and didn't make the team, that is why uh, he strives to be the greatest of all time. You know, so you have to learn from defeat to be great, and mm-hmm. that's where you have to lose to learn how to win. That's where the loser army comes from. Very cool. Well, let's uh, let's check out this song. I definitely can apply that to my life. It's an amazing track, so let's check it out, and then we'll uh, come back, okay? Thank you. All right, hold on, guys. All right, everyone, again, you are listening to the hard rock metal band Losing September. Be sure to check out their new album. It is titled Project Mayhem. You can download it on iTunes, Amazon Music, etc., So here is their hit single, Complicated. Check out the video for it on their website, losingseptember.com, and we'll be back in a moment.
All right, everyone, welcome back again. Complicated by Losing September, amazing song. Be sure to check these guys out. Go to LosingSeptember.com and also pick up a copy of their album, Project Mayhem. Just want to do a couple of quick plugs, and then I'll bring the guys back on. So be sure to check out Davin Den. It's a fast-paced podcast featuring comedians Davin Rosenblatt, Joe Curry, and Titelix. So if you're looking for a show that can make you think and laugh, check out Davin's Den. They go live Tuesday nights at 6.30 p.m. Eastern Time. To watch live episodes here or watch old episodes or to find out more about the show, go to Davin's Den page on davincomedy.com. Also, be sure to check out talentspotlightmagazine.net. Really cool magazine. Features filmmakers, musicians, bands. Um, so it's an awesome magazine, comprehensive interviews that they do, and it's all based online. And lastly, I want to also thank Lewis Hickman from Rage Productions for coordinating the interview with me tonight to set up Losing September to come on my show. So let's bring uh, Nick and Bruce back on. All right. Great track. Love that song. And I think, you. you know, what's interesting. Um, I just thought it was really interesting. I was thinking more about it when we went to the break when you described yourselves as, you know, it's a pretty harsh word, losers. Because um, it's interesting. I think a lot of people, like you said, make mistakes in life. They want to turn things around. They want to, you know, change things for the better. So expand a little more on that. I thought that was really interesting to describe it that way, maybe than someone who's just, you know, fell down and needs to pick themselves up. And Yeah, I mean, everyone goes through low moments in life. One thing we are guaranteed in life is, Deaths and taxes. So we must always understand that, that, that those are two negative things to look forward to in life. So we must right. try to look for the positive. And from every experience that we go through, we must learn from it, whether it be mm-hmm. good or bad. But we go through many bad experiences. We're going like we're going to lose loved ones. We're going to. We just got into a car crash at the last leg of our tour at the very end. And it was oh, a real gosh. struggle, you know, to get through it. You know, you go through those things, you know, but you pick yourself up, you dust yourself off, and you try to right. persevere. So um, that's our message, and so we've got to stick to it ourselves. You know, we've got, we can't just give up because it's stupid crap, you know. Yeah, you actually oh, gave no, shout no. out to Lewis Hickman. And he was, yeah, Lewis Hickman, you said shout out to our manager. He was actually with us on the rack and broke his leg, actually, there, too. So he's at home, you know, probably listening, hopefully. And shout out to Lewis, Lulu. But, yeah, I mean, it's uh, breaking legs and breaking vehicles and moving and trying to pick ourselves up and whatever like that. But it, it's hard. I mean, it's, it's we got to pick ourselves up one more time than what we've fallen. We can get there. Definitely. And I do want to express my thoughts to Lewis, too, because I know he had mentioned that, that that did happen to you guys, and I'm sorry to hear about that. But it's good to see as you guys are, you know, reframing it, looking at it from a different perspective that things have to go on and you guys have to keep, uh, you know, moving forward and pushing forward. So, that's that's uh, great that you guys are capable of doing that because a lot of people, like you said, kind of just fall short and they just give up, but that's not something that losing September does. So tell me, um, how did you guys come up with the name? What's the what's the meaning or any symbolism behind the name of losing September? Actually, uh, you remember how I was talking about the whole the political science days at Purdue and all that nonsense? Uh, pretty much I, you know, during the turn of events after 9-11, like I had several friends that uh, I kind of convinced to go into the military, and uh, unfortunately none of them returned. Um, so I felt personally responsible for that. That's what kind of led to 
me trying to make a mistake to kind of deal with my own pain and just try to, to relieve my own pain because I was psychologically destroying my intestines with ulcers and all kinds of other crazy crap. But ultimately I learned from that and I learned, you know, uh, something uh, to empower me and something, you know, that I appreciated life and I wanted to live and I realized that my life needed to be a message from that point on. So it wasn't about, uh, you know, any kind of money. It wasn't about any kind of, you know, significance except for the fact that the message that I was meant to to tell was for uh, those friends and family that have served for our country so that we may be free. Yeah. And well, then for me, like the name, and the, yeah, the, yeah the, the Losing September is actually the, the band before, like, I came about. I joined up after uh, they lost the lead guitar player, and uh, it, I've been doing about six, seven years or so, and so it's, for me, along the same lines that Bruce is talking about, it's, it's like losing September. It's like losing almost like a part of yourself, you know, whether you're losing, falling down with a loved one, you know, whatever it may be. Even though you lost a, a part of yourself, you, in a way, then have to compensate and overcome that that deficit. Mm-hmm. And so, in a way, we become better and more whole, in a way, because of that. We are just looking toward the light and the positivity of, hey, I will rise, I will overcome, and I will, you know, get better and stronger. And, you know, there is light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah, no, I mean, thanks for sharing that. I definitely agree. And I think the theme that you guys have, which is just amazing, and, you know, I always bring a little psychology into it, even though, as I mentioned in the beginning of the show, it's not a therapy type of show, but the concept of reframing where you guys are always looking at the positive in a situation. And that is just, I think, so important in so many aspects of life. And people, like you said, they usually focus on the glass being half empty. And you guys are always looking at it from the other angle of, you know, what can we learn from this situation? How can we do things differently next time? And taking something positive away. And I think that's just, you know, so telling about who you guys are as people and as a band. So really cool stuff. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, definitely. So tell us a little bit about uh, Project Mayhem and this album. Uh, it's a, like I said, it's just a, it's a great album. And what's interesting, I have to personally say, I mean, at first I was like, wow, this is really heavy, because a lot of the stuff I listen to is, you know, it's hard rock, but it's not as heavy as you guys, but I'm telling you, once I got through it a couple of times, I was like, this is just amazing, this album, and I literally cannot stop listening to it, so it's really great stuff. Um, so tell us, uh, please introduce the other members, because I know we haven't had a, a chance to really, you know, mention them, so give them plugs, the other guys that are involved, and then... Uh, Tell us a little bit about where you guys recorded it, uh, how long it took you guys to do the album. Yeah, um, we, right now we're, uh, it's Bruce and I, Bruce is playing guitar and singing, uh, our drummer, Ben, and uh, our uh, bass player, Cody. And uh, mm-hmm. we range, uh, Cody's actually the youngest at uh, 20, he's actually about to turn 21, but uh, wow. we range, we have, uh, yeah, it's nice because Bruce and I are older, we're in late 20s. And uh, our drummers just turned 23, so I mean it's nice having the, the young, the young fresh, uh, fresh blood in West nice. So it teaches us a lot of lessons from it. Cause we've been in, a, in the band stuff for a long time, where like that is so getting then the new blood back in there. It kind of keeps us a little sharper and on our toes a little more. So it's pretty cool, and they're coming along real well. That's so it's awesome. a lot of fun. Cool. And then uh, our album, we, record, we actually recorded in a Columbus, Ohio, at a at a little house studio there. It was amazing, a producer, our fifth man, uh, Tim Kennan. He's out in L.A. right now, or California somewhere, doing the recordings. 
Yeah, he did it. I mean, did he do everything from the mixing of it too? Producing, mixing? No, it was, it was him. We had uh, Sean who uh, mixed and mastered. And we had, there was a couple guys who was in on the production. Cool. Very yeah, cool. That was, did our, that was during our yeah. first album, uh, There Will Be Casualties, which we recorded with Fidelity Entertainment. Uh, from there, uh, we signed a new contract for, to release Project Mayhem, and uh, under the the contract, they wanted to work with the same producer again, which was Tim, and uh, we were very uh, appreciative to work with him again because he, he's a great producer, and uh, on the third album that we're going to be doing, uh, it will be uh, Tim also. But right now, he's upgraded. He's moved to California, and he's working with several different select artists right now, so we'll be out in California recording within the next six months. Cool. Very cool. To this, so uh, right now we've got we've gotten some offers from different uh, labels. Vindicated has offered us a, to finance our next album. We'll see if we want to take that, but right now we're looking at different options too. Pavement Entertainment is one that's willing to potentially finance it too, which they have Soil signed to them, Tantric, but several mm-hmm. other bands too. Uh, so we'll see. We're right now looking for the best deal and uh, to go from there. Definitely, definitely. I had Soil on actually a couple months ago, and they were great. I had Tim King on. It was a really cool interview with him. So, yeah, great musicians. Yeah, Ryan's actually an Indiana boy himself. Yeah, yeah Ryan actually uh, uh, went, went to my high school that I went to up in Jake County. <laughs> oh, wow, very cool. <laughs> Small yeah, world, right? A, oh, yeah, yeah, it's pretty cool. That is crazy. Yeah, they have a meet those a few times. Yeah, they're real cool people. So tell us a little bit about, I know, um, Bruce, you were talking about just music in general. In your bio, you're talking about how it's, you know, more than just sports and, and sex and that type of stuff. So tell us about what types of things, you know, influence and inspire the songs that you guys write. What were, what were inspired these albums? Um, well, a lot of, uh, I personally got a DUI, so I had to deal with the justice system quite dramatically. Okay. In the past, like the two years before that, leading into it, uh, so touring and things had to go on hold so that I could come up with enough money to and deal with. I couldn't leave the state, so <coughs> that was really a pain in the butt, you know. So like, it really right before writing that album, uh, it, it just created a lot of tension for me. Um, mm-hmm. I'd also lost an ex-fiancé, so, and pretty much mostly uh, everything that I had, you know, the band had broken down kind of to a three-piece temporarily. We had lost the rhythm guitarist, and our bass player was hit or miss the entire time, so <clears throat> so we were playing as a three-piece uh, during that album, and it, it was uh, pretty much me, Nick, and Ben Bauman on drums, our current drummer, mm-hmm. and... Uh, it, we just fought through it, we persevered, and we wrote a kick-ass album from uh, those dark moments, you know, like, if it wouldn't have been so right. bad, I don't think it would have been as good in all reality. Right. Like, I was living in the upstairs of a bar or out of the back of my truck uh, while wow. I was writing that album. Yeah. It was, uh, but one of my favorite bands is Pearl Jam, and, like, I, I love the nostalgia. Like, when I was in fifth grade, uh, my sister's a big REM fan. She was in high school. I was in fifth grade at the time. This was early 90s, you know, back when mm-hmm. uh, I think REM Monster came out, you know, the orange album of REM's 
what's a frequency chemist and bang blame. I don't know if you remember, but that right. was uh, one of my sister's favorite albums and mine too. And one of the oldest albums that I can remember as a child, my first albums that I remember hearing. And uh, we went to go see REM and there's this crazy band that opened up for him and this guy was hanging all over the rafters. And I told my sister, I said, that's what I want to be when I grow up. She just <laughs> laughed at me. And it turned out that band was Pearl Jam. That was Eddie when he was young and crazy, hanging out all over the light rig and just jumping off the speakers and stuff. And right. uh, that that was the day that a dream was born in my brain. And from that point on, I never quit. So uh, it's, it's those wow. moments in life that inspire you that you never want to give up, you know, and you never want to quit. Pursuing yeah, I mean, that. it sounds like, yeah, it sounds like you had a lot of, you know, challenging times and but you were able to like you said again persevere and, and push through that and I'm sorry to hear about some of those things that were culminating all at the same time because that must have been you know very difficult to deal with but, I wouldn't change it, it for the world though really like is every mm-hmm. is, all, all those moments have changed me to be the man that I am today and right. we as a band to be the band that we are today so we take that as an opportunity in disguise <laughs> And again, yeah, and uh, with, go ahead. Right, and uh, with, with uh, another thing with like the, with the songs and writing, like with the Project Mayhem theme, um, even though like because we're big at uh, Fight Club, you know, fans and whatever like that, and Tyler Durden, um, where Fight Club and them, they're even though they were fighting <laughs> consumerism in the movie, we ourselves are, are more so fighting, you know, corporatism because as mm-hmm. Americans, as people, are, as free people of the world, you should you should have the right to go buy a flat screen TV, you know, you know, have nice things and do your thing, you know, work hard, do your thing. You know, we shouldn't be punished as people for that. And, and it's, it's whatever. But it's when the companies, you know, take jobs overseas, you know, when they bankrupt us, do stuff like that and take advantage of us for their corporate greed, is the stuff that is, is the stuff that we're actually fighting against and, um, you know, trying to win one for the little people and, and bring back the America, the American dream and uh, where you work hard and you, know, you, you can – fulfill your dreams and, you know, live a good life. And have the freedoms that our forefathers intended us to have. Right. Yeah, no, you guys are right. I mean, it's it's tough. It is tough when things, like you said, are being shipped out to other places and, you know, we're working hard here trying to make a living. Yep. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. well, while you're talking about I think this is a good transition while you're talking about just the concept of Project Mayhem and the, album title. Let's check out that track. Tell us a little bit about the title track. Well, it's pretty much, uh, you know, it's it's kind of like an outside perception of a fight club uh, that could be in any state, any city. Uh, you know, like, it's kind of a uh, music video of the trade that we're working on the re-edit for right now. Um, it, it portrays us in, like, a Muncie fight club. That we're from Muncie, Indiana. Woop, woop, all state, I guess. Shout out. If you stay with Letterman. But uh, it simulates, a, uh, a, like, a Muncie fight club. So it's talking about, it's insinuating, like, what it's like to, to have a camaraderie and to go against, you know, corporate injustice, you know, and to understand that we are the majority of percent. So we must believe in ourselves and join together as a team and not pay attention to the lies that they tell us on TV or the lies that are, you know, all the media streams are manipulating these days. You quote the movie, too. Yeah, yeah, and he actually then quotes the movie, too, and part of it, the, and the, he has the same tattoo on his back, too. 
And uh, during the scene where he, uh, Brad Pitt is giving Edward Norton a chemical burn on his hand, he says at the very end of it, once he neutralizes it with the vinegar, he says it's only after we've lost everything that we're free to do anything. And uh, right. unfortunately, that's right. a very true uh, statement. So as time prevails and as this economic recession continues, hopefully it never gets to that extreme, uh, we must be the pacifists because if we try to be violent, things, you know, could totally go into constant turmoil. So we must be positive towards, uh, we must enlighten people. We must, uh, you know, enlighten people by thinking ourselves. So All it's right. just a message of, of individuality and believing in the common man. So that's pretty much the gist of Project Mayhem. All right, well, well put. So let's, uh, I'm going to put you guys on hold and check it out, and then uh, we'll come back. We'll talk about what's in store for 2014, upcoming shows, and anything else you guys want to uh, share, okay? Sounds good. All right, hold on. All right, everyone, again, you're listening to Losing September. We're now going to check out the title track of the album, which is uh, Project Mayhem. So take a listen, and we'll be back.
everyone again welcome back and that was project mayhem from losing september these guys are just amazing check them out go to losingseptember.com and please be sure to pick up a copy of their album all right let's bring them back on hey how you doing hey 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 awesome awesome track really cool and and bruce Thank your you. voice is just like so mature i mean i know you said you're in your late 20s but it's just like you've been doing this for ages. And I know you've been doing it for a long time, but it's just an interesting thing. It's, yeah. Well, thank you. I don't you. know if you can comment uh, on that. I've got <laughs> to give a shout-out to my vocal uh, training coach at Ball State, uh, Craig Preby. He helped teach me at least everything that I knew in the five years that I was there studying uh, vocal performance. So that really helped me develop like when I really put it into full gear was uh, when you have no other option but to practice, you know, at least 10 hours a day, you know, or, and, you know, he, he, he demanded a lot out of us. So like by me having worked that hard to become a decent singer, because when I came in, you know, I had sang in high school, I was in choir and band. Um, and I played football too, to note on that, not to, not to brag okay, or anything. Interesting. I had to do, uh, I did, I did, I wasn't just a band and choir dude, but who cares about any of that? But um, one thing that he uh, really taught me was just, like, focus and determination and, like, really, uh, you know, constantly working to find find your craft. And uh, once I realized that, like, I used to, my voice is different. You know, people tell me, you know, it sounds like, I don't know what you want to call it. Uh, Here's several different things, but... One thing that I used to do when I was in high school was I'd try to make my voice sound like something else. You know, like I always tried to be a tenor, even though, like, he just said, hey, you're a baritone. Embrace it. Embrace being a baritone. Finally, I said, all right, I guess I'm a baritone, so I might as well live <laughs> with it. So I figured out how oh. to be a baritone, and I, I embraced it, and that was really when I started to grow as a vocalist. Nice. And, and Nick, just, to, again, to compliment you and your guitar playing skills, again, phenomenal. Yeah. Um did you? Are you pretty much self-taught? Would you say, or did you do a lot of training too? Nah, pretty much self-taught up through just wow. online, like literature stuff like that. And in college, I took about a, a year and a half or so of a classical guitar while studying music there. And 
Um, and, and just from there is, is I think the real turning point in my musical development is when I got into classical music, learning theory, and, you know, fall in love with Beethoven and the Bach and everything like that. And Debussy and, just, and getting the classics and the musicality and the, you know, harmony and everything like that, I think is when it really was a turning point for me as I was becoming like a better, not quite like even like guitar salsa, but like a musician in general, you know, and, and mm-hmm. expanding just the whole vocabulary because no music theory you know, now I can then pretty much go to any instrument as long as I know where the notes are and they kind of, you know, fiddle and do whatever like that. It's like, you know, it's really rewarding. And the way I like to think about times, it's like in a, like a German or like a foreign people tries to learn like English, you can kind of tell it's broken and whatever like that. But like when you can, you know, understand like music theory and know it, you're able to then speak it more fluidly and able to know, you know, how the inner workings of it and whatever like that. But the great thing is music, though, you don't technically need to know the language in order to actually speak it because it's all ear and feeling and emotion and, and, and numbers. Yeah, I mean, it's the math and the, they say the language of the universe. So, I mean, it's, it's a great cool. thing. Very cool. Well, again, you guys are very talented. So tell us what you guys have in uh, store for 2014. Any, any tours in the lineup? Any bands that you're going to be jumping on a bill with? Uh, right now, just the tours are in the early stages, but pretty much uh, heading back up to Maine, Florida, Texas, and, and uh, pretty much getting out to California for the first time, and tour, 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 as we write the next album. And pretty cool. much going to be in a hopefully city near you. Yeah, definitely come to uh, New Jersey at some point. <laughs> oh, yeah, well, yeah, we'll be there in the next uh, six months at least. Cool, very okay. cool. So tell us some other interesting things about you guys. What do you guys like to do when you're not doing music, which you're pretty much doing 24-7, as we know, but uh, what are some other interests you guys have? Um, not too much, really. Music, I'm saying I play hacky sack sometimes, but uh, okay. I, 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 I used to draw or like that, but uh, a lot of it is really music and playing our instruments. I don't know. We're, we're newbies, I guess. Okay, that's cool. Did you do anything interesting back in the day, Nick? I know uh, Bruce mentioned he played football. And, uh, any sports or hobbies that you had? All right, it looks like, sorry, guys, I'm not sure what happened. Their call just dropped off. Let's see if they call back in. Um, so anyway, again, everyone, you are listening to Losing September on the Carrie Edelman Show. So give a couple minutes, see if they'll call back in. If they don't for some reason, it was a great interview. Um, please check them out. Go to losingseptember.com. You can also check them out on Facebook. They have a site. And uh, as I mentioned, definitely pick up a copy of their album, Project Mayhem, which is currently out now, and they're going to be working on a follow-up album to that. So some really cool stuff. And here they are. All right. Guys, Hello. don't worry about it. I was able to... Uh, Still in the space and do some plugs and stuff for you guys. <laughs> nice. Yeah, it happens sometimes. I'm not sure what the technical oh, yeah. thing oh, yeah. is. Your phone Glad or the station. So, um, oh, as I was just asking you, Nick, if there was anything interesting back in the day that you did, hobby-wise, or something that people would find uh, unique about you. Um, let's see here. Other than just playing guitar, playing football a little bit. Okay. Um, okay. I don't know, really. I'm a pretty boring guy for the most part. No. <laughs> no, not at all. You guys have any, what's your favorite film? Let's let's just do some, you know, just um, interesting. Fight Club would be one of them, yeah. The Fight Club? Fight Club is definitely one. 
300, yeah. There's a lot of good ones. I've been getting a big reader. A big influence of ours is Napoleon Hill. He writes books. Okay. Never heard of um, him, but he, very he's cool. actually back to early. <laughs> do what? So I said I hadn't yeah, heard of him, but. Oh, yeah, he was actually the early 1900s. In about 1920s, 30s, he released a few books. Uh, Think and Grow Rich was one of them. Another one was Law of Success. But a uh, uh, big, uh, not quite like, more of like a self-help type book because it's all about being self-reliant. If you can't rely on yourself and have to be dependent on somebody else, you can't mm-hmm. truly be empowered and, and do achieve your goals if you're always relying on somebody else. So it's always, even a lot of people snicker about, oh, you're reading a self-help book or whatever like that. But, I mean, it's, you know, why not? You know, why not be self-reliant? Why not be, you know, empowered and then have the mindset to, you know, to fulfill our dreams or whatever like that? Because they gave us, we have two hands for a reason. You know, really not too much is going to be given to us no matter how much we ask for it. You know, yeah, mm-hmm. things fall on our lap, but for the most part we got to, you know, create our own future. Exactly. So. Definitely. And be, and be independent, like you said, and if you can't rely on yourself, then it's tough. Yeah, to try to rely on other oh, people. Yeah. So, cool, mm-hmm. very cool. All right, yeah, oh, yeah. why don't you guys also give a give some plugs for where people can find you on different social media sites? And um, you're always welcome back on my show when you guys have another album come out. So just keep me in mind. Good deal. Yeah, uh, one of our last uh, tours we went on was uh, uh, the Sinister tour, and we actually had uh, this past year got uh, endorsed by Sinister Guitar Picks out of Orlando, Florida. Yeah, Roco guys are like a little startup pick company, but they have like a, like metal edge picks. They're getting into plastic picks and stuff like that. But like a phenomenal company, phenomenal people. And uh, so we've been playing with them for the past while. But um, Sinister Guitar Picks, you know, .com and all that stuff, uh, definitely people should check that stuff out. That's real good. All right. Very cool. So, um, yeah, so please plug where people can find you guys at. Again, plug the album where it's available, and then uh, we'll start to wrap things up. All right. Um, and then pretty much uh, iTunes, uh, LosingSeptember.com, you know, Bandcamp and whatnot, all the, a lot of the stuff that sells music we're on. But another one, we actually just got added to um, several different radio stuff. But, like, one of the things on, like, DirecTV, if you have, like, channel 835 and 841 on the music channels, they actually just added complicated to – inked and added the trade to Spike and so we're getting out there a little more and stuff like awesome. that. So yeah, and, mu- and music choice also. Very cool. That's great. Yeah. So yeah, I mean I want to wish you guys much continued success. You got some amazing music out there. You're a very talented band. And um yeah, please keep in touch as I mentioned to Oh yeah we will. Lou. Yeah, if the, for some reason people can tune into live show, please promote the podcast. It does very well. We have a lot of listens for you guys. And uh, spread the word out there, right? Oh, yeah, for sure. All right. So thank you very much for your you. hospitality. Yeah, thank yeah, you so much. Yeah, no, thank you. Yeah, have a great night, guys, and much continued success to you. Hey, thank you. You too. We'll be in touch. Take okay. care. Thanks so much. Take care. Bye. All right, everyone, again, Losing September, check them out. Go to LosingSeptember.com and also be sure to pick up a copy of their album, Project Mayhem, which is out now. Again, I apologize about my voice. It's been uh, going a little bit tonight. But um, thanks for tuning in. If you tuned in late, a podcast will be available after the interview is over. Also, if you have a Twitter page, follow me at Carrie Edelman. If you follow me, I will also follow you, and I also have a couple of uh, personal 
pages on Facebook, so send me a friend request. Love to keep in touch with people. And lastly, please become a fan of the Carrie Edelman Show on Facebook, and that will give you all updates of upcoming events, guests, and more. So I want to wish everyone a happy holiday season. I hope everyone is enjoying themselves. We should be back. Um, I think I'll have another couple of shows this month before the New Year's already here. I can't believe it's already that time. But, um, yeah, check out the Carrie Edelman Show on Facebook. It'll give upcoming shows. And please check out the podcast. So many amazing comedians, musicians, filmmakers, fans, and other types of people on my show. So uh, find what you're interested in and uh, check it out. So thanks so much and have a great night. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.